Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Should you have a brand name tenant or should you have an everyday mum and dad tenant? Now, this could be a really tricky question because naturally when you see a McDonald's, Woolies, medical center, petrol station, you associate with security versus the everyday cafe down the road, the butchers. And of course, as you walk along the street, you see vacancy signs, you know, the people working from home and you go, well, I'd rather have a big company versus a small company. So which is the right answer for you? And how does it really stack up? as having a big brand name tenant versus having a smaller everyday mom and dad tenant. Now, this is a tricky thing, but there's a process of working through what you're truly paying by having a brand name tenant versus a everyday tenant and what is your risk factor. So join me for this podcast and let me walk you through what is it um, that you're looking for and how you dissect what you're paying and what kind of returns you're getting for each different types of tenant. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant. And today I'm actually going to talk about choosing your tenant, big tenant, brand name tenant versus your mum and dad's small tenants, right? Now, I know I might have talked about something similar about choosing your tenant, doing the fit out, attracting the same type or the different type of tenant, putting a medical tenant in or putting a trade tenant in and they seem to be harping on and on about tenant. But I wanted to illustrate this key point about the differences of tenants in terms of should you buy a property with a brand name tenant like a McDonald's, like Chemist Warehouse, like a Bunnings, like any of the brand tenants out there, or should you be buying a property with a small mum and dad, a hairdresser, or something that's not brand name, something that's not well known, something that's local, maybe they've got a couple of shops, maybe they've only got one, maybe they you know have had a very successful burger shop or takeaway chip fish and chip shop for you know 10, 20, 30 years versus you know buying a chain store, right? Uh, like a subway. Which one should you choose if you were the investor? Should you be investing in a brand name tenant or should you be investing in an everyday mum and dad tenant, right? And how does that reflect your return? Now, when people think about commercial property, one of the biggest things and the biggest misconception that people have is they think that, oh, well, whatever they're going to buy, they're going to buy McDonald's, they're going to buy Woolies, they're going to buy Subway, they're going to buy all the brand names, they're going to buy childcare, they're going to buy petrol station. And that's what they associate as commercial property. And they think about Westfields, but they don't think about the Westfields broken up into tiny little shops all along the way, all through their six floors of shopping centers, right? What they're thinking of is buying the whole thing. And so they think, firstly, it's too expensive. They can't afford it. It's too complicated. These tenants seems, you know, so large compared to the little me. How do I afford a tenant like that? And so on and so forth. Or they have the misconception that commercial property is about buying these uh, properties with these tenants in it. And if they spend 500k or a million dollars, they can buy that type of tenant. Well, both of them are wrong, right? So commercial property is not just a bit about brand tenants. And in fact, those make only at the top tier or maybe 20% of the tenants out there in the commercial property world. And certainly it's not about spending $500,000 and buying a tenant that is a brand name tenant as well, because that doesn't exist. That's like the unicorn that doesn't exist. And so what should you choose, right? So let's start from the beginning. If you want to buy a brand name tenant, like a hundred jacks, like a KFC, like a McDonald's, like a Subway, Bunnings, 
a run a medical center like a private hospital, a uh, like the Mater Hospital, anything that has a name in it, pathology, like a vet, like pet barn, or any of the Green Cross vets. The number one thing you got to remember is that so many people associate security with the brand because obviously they've got brand across all across Australia. They've got multiple shops. They're too big to fail. So therefore, most people are going to buy it because they're looking for security. The number one thing they're looking for security. And because they're looking for security, they're willing to pay a premium for security. And because they're paying the premium and they're getting the security, the returns are going to be lower, right? So typically, let's say you have a vet tenant, right? If you bought a small vet in a a suburb in a suburbia, whether it's Fringe Sydney, Fringe Melbourne, or Fringe Brisbane, you might be able to get it close to a 6% yield. A vet would have had exactly the same fit out, the vet would have been there for still for 15, 20 years, probably have a succession plan, and most likely have really, really good reputations locally, and you'll probably get it for a 6% yield. And you see that around the metro cities. Now, compare that to if you now want to get Green Cross as your tenant. Now, a Green Cross vet as your tenant means that the next steps is that, that that tenant has maybe 50 stores around Australia. They've got longer leases or leases with lots of options. They've fitted out the place, but the main thing is they've got the name, right? And to buy that same property, firstly, Green Cross vets are normally in slightly larger premises, paying a slightly more higher rent, but also that most people associate with security. So instead of getting a 6% return on a vet, you're now going to get a probably a four and a half to five percent return on the same vet type tenant in a very similar building in a metro area. Now, of course, if you're going for a vet like that in a regional area, the yields are going to be higher. But of course, it's not going to be higher than a vet in a regional area that is a local vet rather than a brand name vet, right? So when you look at that, the differences for you is in return. If the interest rate at the moment is 6%, or if you're doing commercial loans right now, it's just shy of 6%, you're getting a 6% yield solid tenant in a metro area that is a vet, but a local vet rather than a brand name vet, then what happens is that you can make your interest repayments, plus have some positive cash flow. And maybe if you get the right vet, the right tenant with the right yield, maybe you can negotiate a little bit on the yield, it will cover all of your mortgage repayments plus service the debt on the deposit and maybe even give you a little bit of positive cash flow after that, right? If you buy this Green Cross tenant or the brand name tenant Green Cross vet, you're going to be in metro area 45 to 5%. And what you're going to do is you're not going to break even, right? The interest rate's at 6 you're getting, you're buying the property at 5 or less than 5 you're actually going to be negative from day one. But then you say, well, why do people want to buy these properties? Well, because it's security. They know that money is squared away and put away securely. They know that, that each year there is a rental increase. They know that the tenant's not going to go bust. They know that the tenant will continue to pay rent, the tenants will continue to improve the property. They know that that's going to happen and they're basically going to get that payment. And over time, they'll chuck in more money and then they'll start getting some positive cash flow and eventually they'll pay it off and then the tenant will still be there. They'll get that money, whether it's 5% or 6%, and they'll continue to retire. And of course, the value goes up because the yield the tenant maintains because it's such a brand name tenant continues over time and it's not affected by market and therefore for them is a good deal. Now, if you don't have large pockets and you're not buying a three to five million dollar property to start with, then 
I would suggest that perhaps you should be buying an everyday vet tenant or a dentist tenant rather than Green Cross Vets or Melbourne Dental or any of the, the dental groups that's out there that is a brand name group, right? I'd rather you buy a small tenant, like a property with an everyday tenant that's going to give you a return and cash flow in your pocket. Because remember, it's all about cash flow in your pocket. So then let's look at what it costs to actually have a brand name tenant. So let's say that you want to have, you get a property and you want to have a childcare center. You could have a small local childcare center that doesn't have a name, a brand name. And I've done this in regional myself. I've bought a small childcare center and you know, help them to refurbish it. Obviously, they don't have, they're not running around with 60 or 90 children. They're running around between 20 to 35 children, right? So they're very different. They're smaller. They're everyday, run by everyday mum and dad. They don't have the brand name, but it's still very, very solid, right? Of course, they're going to come in much higher return, higher yield in comparison to having a Good Start or a Guardian 8 or one of the brand name the childcare centers, they are going to be, you know, those are traded on four to five percent. If you go to any auction, you'll see that. And again, the people who want that is because of security, right? The security versus risk is always important. But also to attract such a tenant, if you wanted to have a tenant that is like a brand name tenant, your typical incentives or something like that is there's going to be a contribution to their fit out and that's up to 25% of the rent that they're paying. So if the tenant is paying $200,000 in rent, you may be paying somewhere around uh, about $50,000 in fit out contributions. That's not including on top of that, you have some rent free that you need to pay. Plus you probably need to bring the property to a compliance state where they can put a childcare center in. So all in order to attract that tenant, you're probably shelling out somewhere around $100,000, so six months rent to attract a tenant like that, plus works and everything else, right? But once the tenant is in, obviously, it's a long-term, uh, they're a long-term tenant, but so is a local-run uh, childcare centre where the incentives might not be that. You might not need to give them, you know, 25%, and you might need to give them 10%, and it might be three months rent-free. You know, they're obviously paying lower rent, so your entry level is also more as well. So when you're starting out in commercial property, it's important to remember, don't get caught up with the bright, shiny objects. Don't get caught up with the unicorn that you're trying to find, but essentially look for the down-to-earth properties that is going to build foundation in your portfolio. That's your everyday tenants that is still going to provide you with longevity, it's going to provide you with security, that is going to provide you with maintenance of your property, plus rental increases, and also something that you could you know, work with the tenant in the future to increase their business, increase your rent, and overall the value of your property. Rather than, bang, let's buy the brand new tenant where everything's done already, but you're paying for it at a lower return and a higher price point right? Because that means you're actually holding the property for the bank and you're not making any money. And the whole point of commercial property is about making cash flow. And the best way for you to make cash flow is to go with the everyday tenant that is just as secure, that's been there to have an established history, that's been there for a long time. And that established history shows that in time, they're going to help increase the value of your property. They're going to renew their leases. They're going to continue to grow and so on and so forth. So when you compare apples with apples, so let's say a mum and dad takeaway sandwich shop or a fish and chip shop compared to a Subway, you've got to look at what do you get in your pocket because it's not the prestige of owning a brand name tenant that is important. 
It is what you have in your pocket. So let's quickly just do the sums before I wrap up, is that let's say that you're buying a million dollar property. Now, if you bought a normal takeaway shop, uh, like a cafe, let's say a normal cafe run by a local mum and dad, they might be there for three or five years already, run a really successful businesses, they make great food, good coffee, and you know they're always busy, right? So they're paying probably, let's say, they're in a metro area, let's say paying $60,000 in rent. Like that, in areas of Brisbane and Melbourne, not so much Sydney, but areas of Melbourne and Brisbane and Adelaide, even in areas of ACT, that property is probably worth about 6% yield, so about a million dollars. And they're probably the tenant is pretty secure, are invested in the property, have done some fit out, and is on a three to five year lease. So for me, I think that is the perfect property starting out for a first time investor who wants a bit of cash flow, a balance of security, want to be in Metro so they have some growth, but also looking to just understand the process starting out in commercial property and want to go through the motions and want to start transitioning their property away, their property portfolio away from residential to have a balance of having commercial and moving towards that cash flow state. I think that's perfect, right? Now, that client might say, well, I don't want that because for me, well, a cafe could go bust tomorrow, right? Even though the tenant might have a deposit or a guarantee, they might go bust tomorrow. Well, I'd rather have a subway. I want to have a subway or a Domino's as my tenant. I don't want a tenant that doesn't have that security. I want that. Well, let's look at what a Subway or a Domino's will bring. So let's say that tenant who is a Subway or a Domino's is paying $60,000 and they're in that metro area. So apples with apples. So they're in ACT, Adelaide, Melbourne or Brisbane. And they're pretty much $60,000 is what they're, what they're paying in rent. Now, along the way, have they improved the property? Yes, they've done their own fit out. They've labeled it. They've made it. They've ran a franchise. They've come in. A franchisee have come in, not the head franchisor, not the head office, but the franchisee has come into the property. They're doing well. You know, they chose a great location. Now, the value of that property, you can't buy that property for a million dollars at 6% yield because it has a brand name tenant. Now, the value of that property or the purchase price of that property, if you want to have the tenant that is a Subway or a um, Domino's, is $1.2 million. So that is a, they still pay $60,000 like the, and like the mum and dad cafe, but the property purchase price of that is $1.2 million. So that's a 5% yield. Now, have a look at that. You're paying $200,000 as a premium to have a brand name tenant who does essentially the same thing as a mum and dad tenant. Yes, they have the brand name. Yes, they might have some security, but remember, it's run by a franchisee. The success of the business depends on the franchisee. Yes, it does have a name behind it. It does have a system, but ultimately, you're not putting any cash flow in your pocket because you're paying 1.2 for this property. Whereas you pay, you could pay for a million for just a secure mum and dad property tenant and that tenant is going to do their absolute best to stay in business, work hard, pay the rent, and do the right thing by you. And on top of that, you get to put cash flow in your pocket. So let me ask you the question. Do you want an everyday tenant at a million dollars at 6% in a metro area where you're putting cash flow in your pocket, or do you want a brand name tenant at $1.2 million, so you're paying $200,000 in premium to have that tenant, at a 5% yield in a metro area 
where you can possibly be cash flow negative and you could be putting no money in your pocket. So which one would you choose? Now, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all up to your individual circumstances and what you perceive as security. But just have a think about it. Have a think about the mindset and have a think about your blockages of why you prefer one tenant over the other and which one would you choose. Now, this is all dependent on you building the right portfolio because what follows the first one it's the second one, which will have a different criteria, and the third one, which will have a different strategy. Now, which one you choose is largely dependent on you. No right or wrong answer, but if you want me to help you work out what type of tenant you want, what kind of return, where to buy or invest in that commercial property, and how, most importantly, to grow your property portfolio through strategy and through understanding the balance of your commercial versus residential, cash flow, growth, and uplift, then reach out to us, helen at unicorn.com.au. Click the bell, subscribe, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that has given you some logical background and some really thought process and really challenged some of the barriers and some preconceptions and biases that you have around commercial property tenants and getting you to think that there's other tenants apart from the brand name tenants that are just as secure that will give you the returns and that will also help you grow your property portfolio much faster. Now, which type of tenant is right for you? Which type of property, which location? And how do you go from one property to two property and build a really successful commercial property portfolio really depends on your individual circumstances. And that's why you need to connect with us, Helen at unicorn.com.au, so that we can do a personalized strategy session, join our community, let us help you demystify building a portfolio and get to financial freedom through commercial property twice as fast as you would through residential. So you have to do is check out the link below, buy the book, find out more, join one of our events, and I will see you in the next podcast. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune into the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.